<laughs> only well, only when Dan's not on. Oh right, right. Okay. Just when Dan's on, I we, still we keep the Bible now. We do. Yeah, I love the uh, Keith. The Keith calls it Dan numbers. <laughs> when we're doing Dan numbers, we're in the muddy. Evangelicals. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when Dan comes on the choir of cherubim and seraphim, can be heard singing about our YouTube numbers. And we are live. I didn't, didn't do a damn thing with the audio podcast, so that's that's how the kids mm. are are consuming podcasts and the video podcast nowadays. They don't, they can't be, they can't be just listening to stuff. <laughs> gotta gotta watch yeah. it. Hello, we are Pixel Pints. Um, we are the only podcast that talks about two things that we enjoy, which is good beer and video games. We're not here to break drinking, especially at 7 o'clock in the morning, um, which it is for two of us. Um, you can find us on social media, where we do social media things like posts, um, which is I've always found that confusing because you don't actually physically post anything other than typing with your thumbs or your fingers. So if, the, if people just taking that vernacular from actual the the in olden times when you would what write on paper and put it in a post box. Mm-hmm. I guess technically you're posting it on a board of the on internet. A board. So so you're it's more like a, a memo in a pigeonhole then. Um yes, that's enough enough of my pontification about totally pointless shite. Um, you can follow us on social media at pixel underscore pints on Twitter, where I remembered to say that we would be live a day in advance. Um, Mitch very inconveniently doesn't have his birthday today. Personally, I just think that's selfish. Um, announces his birthday and then says, oh, actually, it's not on that day. I, I, <laughs> no, no. I led with, by the way, next week and is my birthday you all better you said show next up. saturday and technically this was the, the is, next yeah. saturday but then it was me misreading no, it, it after it, a few I, beers and watching should, tv at the same time as seeing should, I, it. but why why admit to me, me misreading something or tomorrow I, I, is my birthday but no um to play, to play devil's advocate I, I saw the tweet and was like what's he done it's not his birthday that day <laughs> <laughs> you thought i tweeted it so Keith had tweeted it. Oh. Um, well, I, I understand what his message meant. <laughs> e- either way, either Mitch purposefully misled me because I'm not going to admit that I got anything wrong. Because why? I am um, with you, Keith. Um, I thought I, it was today too. Actually, to be yes. honest, I do have the I do have the message where you do admit you are wrong. So I could just post that. I'll, I'll go. I'll go in and immediately delete it. Um, no, no evidence of it. Uh, or Mitch is secretly part of the British royal family and has multiple birthdays. <laughs> you know, I am I I'm Polish, but I somehow have have. Well, the royal family's German. It's close enough geographically. Yeah, somehow <laughs> I somehow I've a tenth of a percent of blood that's blood relative. So therefore, I equal. I get as many birthdays as I want. And um, or you can also follow us on Instagram <laughs> uh, at Pixel Pints Pod. Um, 
So announcements before we go around the room. I failed in my attempt to um, beat Evan at trophy gathering. Yeah. I don't know. I, why, why did I do it? So um, at some point, we will have a Titanfall 2 episode in which Evan's opinions on Titanfall 2 will become Pixel Pines canon. So expect Titanfall 2 to be the worst first-person shooter in the history of first-person shooters. Potentially. We don't know. Um, and it's Mitch's birthday at some point in the future. Like it's everybody's birthday sometime in the future. Exactly. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Matt, how are things in Vegas? Uh, they're good. I forgot to pull up the weather. So I don't have that. Well, it's 50-50. But uh, yeah, what, uh, we'll, we'll pass it to Mitch because whatever the temperature is there is probably what it is here because they're going through a heat wave. Well, it's 16C, but I don't have the, I don't have the Fahrenheit. So you gotta do the Fahrenheit. <laughs> I, oh, I'm glad that oh, I'm glad that Mitch was on top of it. It's 18C. Sorry. <laughs> In LA, it's 60. It's 63 Fahrenheit. Um, Thank you very much. That's uh, that in-depth insight into how you are, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. Great, Liam. How's things with you? Well, uh, the weather is uh, quite sunny today, and. Uh, there is no rain projected for the next 24 hours, and that's how I'm doing today. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mitch, how are things in La? La is great. <laughs> that's all I can Good. Say. Hot and sunny? Hot and sunny. Today, hot and sunny. Tomorrow, hot and sunny. Tomorrow, next day, hot and sunny. Next day, hot and sunny. Great. I won't carry on with the Bill Hicks joke um, on that one. I bought a bin. Keith, Keith. How good is that? How how are you? Bin. How are you, Keith? I, I bought a bin. I, I don't know why I should be so excited about buying a garbage, a, a, a receptacle for a my trash, rubbish, a trash uh, thing for for the non-British people. Sorry, not British. No, I'm going to say British just to rub it in for the non-British people. A bin is a trash is a trash bin. Trash yes. receptacle, trash can. Trash can. Trash can is what we call it. Yeah. No, but it's it's for the one that you have indoors, not the trash can that you would know that you have outside your property that and you then, put your. And then a bin bag is a trash bag. Yes. You now learn and, some and, British terms. Did it? English. <laughs> oh, sorry. English. Well, it's, well, yeah. Well, they'd be British as well because they say the same in Wales and Scotland and Northern Ireland. Well, I mean, technically, um, you originated so the, the language, language is English, and the Americans perverted it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, technically, they speak a, a version of English, which I, I had this debate with people at university. So, um, and we settled it by in the pub, obviously. Um, as you do. My my as friend and I. Yeah, my friend and I bet um, two guys from, I think they were from Cincinnati, um, if we could name um, 40 US states, they would have to agree with us. And I think we got to 44 <laughs> before we got one wrong. Um, nice. Um, and then we said, right, if you can name one Shire County in the UK, <laughs> and they couldn't. Um, <laughs> Um, 
being being a, a, a US sports fan does help naming states because um, mm-hmm. most states have a, sp- a sports team based in the state capital, so it's quite easy that way. Right, enough of that shite. Who's got interesting beverages? Ooh, I do. I have Ooh. a Haras Red Irish Ale. I like Irish Produce of Ireland. I've never never had this before. It came in my box of random beers, all of which came from Ireland um, this month. My next month beers are all coming from Scandinavia. Um, I also have four pure citrus IPA. I had this last night, and um, it was very nice. I got myself another one. This would be a lovely summer beer, um, and it's made with tangerine juice. Ooh. So... um, I will leave it up to you guys. What you want me to open first? Tangerine juice. Ooh, the also from outside the Irish. Beverage. Yeah, the Irish red. Just because okay, we have two to one. We have so many. If it was, if it was Mitch's birthday, I'd go with him, but it's not. So because he changed, well, you, he changed the date. You said I had multiple birthdays. Well, <laughs> you said a royal family. He's, he's already he's already opened the Irish. Obey red. your king. <laughs> King Multi. Well, okay. So funny enough, I've never seen the movie The Godfather. It's on my list to watch eventually. But I've heard there's someone, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. There's someone named Mitch in The Godfather. Yes, sir. I don't know. It's been so long since yeah, I watched it. I think I, th- I think he was like the head, the head, like the head honcho. So like a friend of mine, um, his 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 girlfriend, she always calls me Godfather. <laughs> she's like she's like Godfather, and I'm like, I don't know this reference, but I'm going with it. So I am the Godfather. <laughs> uh, no, no offense, Mitch. I will not be calling you Godfather <laughs> unless you have children and you want Mitch to be their Godfather. Yeah. There you go. Well, I am glowing. I, you know, I could be. I could be pregnant. You could be pregnant, Matt. Yeah. Um, if you hold this up to light, it doesn't look so much on camera. But if you hold this up to the light, it is very red. Um, I wish I could actually. Actually, can I? Can I show you via the magic of my telephone? Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. It looks much more red when you. Yeah. And get more light on it. Um, hugely multi. It's as tasty as it looks. It's very nice. Very, very deep, malt, um, hoppy flavour. That's really nice. 4.3% ABV. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Could easily throw a few of those back. Yeah. Um, particularly in 330ml sizes. Yeah. Craft Brews in Ireland. Thank you very much. Um, O'Hara's Red Irish Ale, if anyone can get their hands on it and they like rich multi beers, that's that'll be one for you. Uh, so Liam, you're drinking Lemsip. Um, uh, that's uh, that's not a beer, that's a paracetamol um, mm. and decongestant-based drink. The the cooperative special. <laughs> so not Lemsip then, you're drinking um, own brand. Well, yeah, I guess if you put it that way, yeah. I, I yeah. did have a lemon sip, but I ran out of those. So. Now, on to the cheap stuff. <laughs> um, Mitch, you're on water because you were Empty. out last night. Um, 
I, I don't know. Did you have anything interesting to drink last night? Maybe a mojito? No. Involved <laughs> uh, the, the tea word. Tequila. Oh. A Long Island iced tea. No. Tequila. I'm going to share a song about tequila in the chat. And there was a guy in the video who was a Irish comedian who ended up dying from alcoholism, which is in no sense of irony. He featured in a song about tequila. Cirrhosis of the liver or alcohol poisoning? Um, cirrhosis. Okay. So don't drink too much, says the guy with a <laughs> yeah. bottle of beer. Uh, Matt? Uh, yeah, it's too early for me to be drinking, so I'm drinking coffee. Um, if everybody's interested, shameless self-promotion, uh, go to my blog. I did do... Uh, last weekend, we did a number of uh, beers we tasted, so I wrote it all up. So if you go to Brookhoff.com, you can read about it. Um, is that also where you spelt commercialization wrongly? No. When, you, when you're a, a, a student? No. Well, and not just because you use a Z and not an S? An older version of the website, yes. But that, that doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Who wants to talk video games? I do. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Thank you for engaging with the with the host. Oh my gosh! Um, I so, can't believe I didn't transition the beers. That's all right. It doesn't. It really doesn't matter. It was. It, it was one one real beer for consistency. <laughs> here, here. Hold on. Um, hold on. No, hold no, on. no one hold watches on. us for consistency. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Name your beer one more time, just real quick. Just what did you what are you were drinking? O'Hara's Red Irish Ale. Okay, we're good. Background good. <laughs> right, so um, from listening to some uh, NFL podcasts, I got the idea of giving you all some sweeping statements about the games industry, and I want you to tell me whether you're buying and se or selling and why. Hmm. Does everyone understand the premise? Buy or sell. Is I, buying I believe so. good or selling good? Do we, can but, we have one example? So how about I'll start selling off with out? An, in, how about selling out? Is that okay? It can be whatever you want, not birthday boy. Um, so if I give you a, a one as an example, only indie games have the ability to be truly creative. Matt, are you buying that statement or are you selling that statement? Um, I'm selling that statement. Good. Good call. Why? Because I'm clearly uh, an indie developer or somebody who is engaged in making sure that indie games sell. I think. I don't know. I'm not. I don't fully understand the premise, which is why I needed the example. No, the example. Okay. His, so his, his example is basically buying. Saying, buying would be I agree, and selling means you don't agree. Oh, all right. Okay, I'm buying that. I'm definitely buying that. Uh, uh. Yeah. Okay, Matt, Matt, explain yourself before we get to mention why he's pulling a funny face. <laughs> I like indie games. 
So, that's yeah. not the question. Yeah, but everybody likes indie games. That's, Matt, that's not the question. The question <laughs> is: in, the question is, indie games are, can, are the only ones that can be truly creative. That's not true. It's not necessarily true. It's it's more true than, or it's more often that it's true than but it is, is in the AAA industry. But this is a blanket statement, though. It's they cannot. Wait, what? He gave it. It's, it's, he, it's, these these are sweeping blanket statements. So you, and, and this is the internet, Matt. There is no balance un, un, <laughs> unless we're talking about um, Square Enix for balance, and we have to say Square Enix is shit. Um, and Bethesda is an amazing studio that makes amazing video games. Exactly. At least so, for this year. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you for speaking well, the obvious, Matt. Thank you for speaking the well, obvious. We'll find out. In, we'll find out in twenty twenty nine when they release um, the next. Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls game. yeah. So, it's not Matt. Be, it's not even called Elder Scrolls. It's just going to be Fountain. Okay, so uh, so you all were happy when I uh, was selling that statement because it, it is a, a, a sweeping, broad generalization that cannot be true in every instance. Well, that, that's, that's not the point. I want, I want you to give an opinion. Yeah, you don't appease me. I did, get, I did give my opinion. Okay, then we'll move on. Yeah. Jesus, Matt. So I, I know. I, why did I come to you first? Actually, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll go to the most laid-back person whom I know um, to ask them for a categoric opinion or one way or the other. Um, so, Liam, you you have controversial opinions on stuff. No, no, I don't. What, when the what gave you that idea? Um, have you I don't know when you when you said that the government were okay to sell off a TV channel, even though the person who's approving the sale had no idea that how the TV channel was funded. Um, yeah, and that, that is the most controversial thing I've ever said <laughs> this week. Right, this week. <laughs> I was going to say within the last twenty minutes. <laughs> right, so I'll, I'll get onto I'll get onto one that's actually a bit more um, a, a bit more nuanced. So wait, so the one you told Liam, Matt was just an example, wasn't actually one of yeah. your questions. Yeah, that was one of the most boring oh, okay. ones. Okay, gotcha. These, I've, I've got some, I've got some juicies, and this is a juicy one. Got some oranges. Liam, the games industry need the console wars to be successful. Oof. Are you buying that statement or selling that statement? I am selling that one hard. Um, I, I, well, it, it's kind of difficult to argue, really, because. Um, the console wars. I, I, I mean, remember for a while the console wars wasn't that much of a thing, and people were a bit calmer. <laughs> um, before the internet. Well, no, more <laughs> sort of between, say, like um, I don't know, twenty fourteen maybe and twenty eighteen. You know, I, I feel like if if I was to say any kind of fanboyism is the worst, I would say it was PlayStation. <laughs> um. Just because when Xbox is losing, then they shut the fuck up, you know? Um, but yeah, I just hate all forms of fanboyism. Um, I can't stand it. It gets on my nerves. Um, I, I, and I, as much as I'd like it to go away, um, it's like the same problem that you get with people. Because people exist, you know, you're never going to get rid of all of the shitty parts of society. So, um... Yeah, fanboy. I will sell 
the hell out of them. But uh, like um, bed bugs, they're very difficult to get rid of. For instance, I'm 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 buying that one. <laughs> I thought I thought someone would. I'm so Mitch, 100%. why are you buying that statement? Uh, I disagree with Liam's perspective about fanboy about like this being about fanboyism. The console war is two manufacturers trying to be number one in the market. That is important to creating competition and creating good games. PlayStation uh, had to one up their game because they were losing the console war in sales to the Xbox 360 when they had the PS3. And look what they did. They got their act together. They were able to put some of the best games out in the industry. And now look what Microsoft did. Microsoft had to pivot and come up with Game Pass, a subscription service that you all get to enjoy taking part of uh, to be able to enjoy good titles on on a streaming service. And eventually, hopefully, when they get there, eventually, uh, you'll get to witness first party, which then also made Sony pivot again to be able to have the opportunity to potentially, which we all, we talked about this in last week's episode that um, we thought, at least I thought that, you know, the new PlayStation Plus service is a way for Sony to pivot if they need to. They, they would never have to do, have done this if Microsoft didn't push their hand, which is part of the console war, which is about owning the market. Now, they may see each other's as not competition, but that's not what everyone else sees it as. And in a sense, fanboyism pushed Microsoft to push backwards compatibility, which put Sony in a corner. So, like, there is positivities to these things, and I think uh, I am buying that. Um, there is some negatives, but I'm buying it. Um, Matt. Same yes. thing to you, and then we'll come back to Liam for uh, um, the reboot. <laughs> I'm actually I'm leaning towards buying uh, only because I think competition in the market is good. I'm um, a stockbroker. Buy, 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 buy. <laughs> yeah. Although I do agree with Liam uh, that a lot of the discourse behind it um, is very toxic and not needed. Yeah, it can right, be like, toxic. Oh, would, it can be toxic, but it's still needed for competition. That's why I bought it because I don't disagree with yeah. Liam's argument. I just think it's. I think the competition is more important. Yeah. Um, uh, well, when I heard um, Keith's statement, he said console wars, and I don't think the console wars are the same thing as market competition. You know, because the problem with fanboyism is people buy a PlayStation or they buy an Xbox, and then they have a they have a um, a horse in the race, and, and they just have to ignore all of the bad things these companies do, and glom onto one of them, and constantly criticise the other one without any well, basis no, they, reality. They they don't. They choose to. Yeah, and, they choose. Um, Shane Shane and Matt have talked about this in the past, and saying was it well if you can't afford everything, which we can't, so you can't afford um, a Xbox Series X, a PS Five, um, a um, a iPad, I mean Nintendo Switch, um, a, a a PC, because there's only there's certain things you can only play on PC, that um, no one is going to have the opportunity to, or very few people are going to have the opportunity to afford all of those things. The reason that I threw this in is because I view the console wars as analogous to wasps. Okay. They're a necessary evil. Okay. Um, so if you don't have wasps 
um, the population of flies and other insects will explode because wasps feed on the flies and particular other insects. But what it does do is create a scenario that demands um, competition, response, and um, an element of improvement that would stagnate otherwise. so bad it made Berghoff walk away. <laughs> it, he, he was just checking his, um, his house for, if it, do I have any wasp spray in the house? Um, <laughs> He's like, did I buy that the other day? Um, but that, that's where I'd say, if, if, there were no, if there were no incentive, if there were this utopia that everyone can just stream everything, every game that they could possibly want on any device that they could possibly want, where is the reason for someone to want to try and improve what it is they're delivering? And without yeah. some form of competition, which is generated by fans of a certain franchise or platform, um, I, I don't see that as necessary. Another, another example would be what happens when a team wins the Super Bowl. Everyone tries to, The NFL is a copycat league. So if someone is doing something well, other people try and copy it. If your team isn't as good, you try and upgrade it. And everyone always thinks the team that won the Super Bowl. Everyone's like, "Ah, oh, you, oh, you all suck! Well, like, I can't stand these guys. These guys win every year, even though they won for the first time in like twelve years." <laughs> or you have the people that are like, "I've always liked them. Of course, uh, I'm happy that they won." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I'm on the side of buying. I'm also on Liam's side that you yeah. don't. In order to be a fan of someone, something, you don't have to be an asshole about it. Yeah, I, I think you guys have convinced me. Um, uh, yeah, um, I, I, I just wasn't thinking of the question that broadly. Um, but, but I didn't even have to. Yeah, use I, def- the power I definitely of agree with what you say. <laughs> you haven't used that much. No, I it's only used it on me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can't use it again. You know I mean, I yeah, could say some... get another chance, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Next sweeping statement. EA football will struggle to sell now they've lost the FIFA franchise license. Mitch, are you buying or selling? Now, can you just do me a favor? It's been, I, I don't understand exactly 100% about this story. So they, so they, they it, do have the teams and they do have the players or just only the teams? They've got the teams and the players that they've negotiated deals with through the relevant national and yeah, the relevant national so every players player. associations. Well, I don't know every, but okay. So it's like a tennis game where you get whoever signed the contract to be there to use their likeness in your game. Yeah, but it's not like Konami where they they have Lionel Messi. Okay. Um. Well. Okay, sorry, what was the question again? So I could buy it, if I know I'm buying or selling. So EA will struggle to sell its football games. Now it's lost the FIFA license. I'm selling. Uh, it all comes down to gameplay. And as long as they have the teams and they have the gameplay, that does, and nothing else matters. They still are the, they're still the best in the market. Like if there's someone better, then, then, they, then, uh. then they should be extra worried. Um, but there is no one better in the market right now. Matt, you love sports. 
I didn't think this would actually happen. But Mitch and I haven't disagreed on uh, anything yet. But uh, no, yeah, I'm selling. Um, I think that the EA marketing machine is going to outpower the FIFA name. And people are going to be like, oh, well, this is the the football slash soccer game that's out. This is what I'm going to buy. Um, I don't think, uh, unless FIFA's made a deal with somebody else to have their name on, you know, Pez or something, I don't... No, so the yeah, rumor sorry. is. Sorry, I also bet twenty dollars that they they put the makers of FIFA on their box, just to make sure people understand. Like this is the makers of FIFA. I don't no, think they can they, use yeah, the I don't name. Think they, can. they can't use the. They can't use their acronym FIFA at all. Not even yeah. in their old. Not even to say the maker of FIFA like twenty one. Like that is their title. Yeah. So they might they might get away with it when they ref, if they reference previous that, that, titles. That's what I'm talking about. The makers of FIFA twenty one. So that that way they can put it on the box so people go, oh, okay, that's the team. Maybe yeah, maybe. Liam. Um, yeah, I, I'm of the same opinion. Uh, what I would say though is that I. I I don't think they really they they could name it uh, something ridiculous, and I think it would still sell um, the same amount, pretty much, because the, these people that buy these games just sort of get them every year on habit. And while the game is exactly the same as it has always been, but then there's nothing, no reason as to why people are going to not keep buying it just because the FIFA name is removed from it. Um, I, I, I at least until. Um, better competition comes along. <laughs> this is what happens no, when no, Mitch has his go. Mitch mug. Everyone agrees with him. Potentially. <laughs> I have more. Um, I, I'd agree with all of you. I'd be selling that one. Um, for the reason that there is no competition. No. They they own the market. So someone's going to look up online. They're going to type in FIFA, FIFA 22. What's going to flash up on your Amazon search? EA football. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they know EA FIFA. sports. It's all over the place. EA sports. It's all over everywhere. It's, it's in the game. It's in the game. I miss the cameos from the old Madden games. They were good. Um, where they got the guys at the Pro Bowl to do the the, the little skits. Um, so until until FIFA can actually license out. Uh, a decent alternative, but I don't think they can because I think they're just a greedy bunch of bastards who will just license out the name to whatever gotcha mobile app developer that will rake in billions globally. They, well, they don't, they don't care about... I very much doubt they care about it being a good product if if they know that they can rake in billions in terms of microtransactions. I wonder what... That's a, what- that's an interesting conversation to Excuse have. Excuse me, though, Matt. I'm talking. What? <laughs> what could? What could the? What could EA offer as a deal to get the name back if they wanted it? Like I don't. I don't understand what FIFA thinks they're getting out of this by by backing out and because they, they were they weren't getting they weren't getting a piece of the microtransaction money. They were only getting a flat rate of being able to use the license, which means they were lo- they lost out on billions billions of dollars. And they're like, well, they're like, f you. We need a chunk of that change. And then, and then EA's like, ah, oh, hell no. 
Well, it's, that's the thing, though. The, the trade, the trade-off is I'm going to cut everybody off today. So I'm on a roll. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, the trade, no, the trade-off okay. is Liam. The, the you trade-off. Should, you should tell him apologize to you because that is not okay. Well, I've been here. Let the pregnant man talk to however much he wants. The 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 trade-off is that like. Uh, FIFA then is not synonymous with the the game. Like, because the game exists, a lot of people think FIFA is soccer, right? Or FIFA is football. Well, it is. Because it's the it, International Federation of Football Associations. It's the Federation International something something. But I'm, I'm saying with, without that being tacked on the box and being like official like that, I think people will start to be like, oh, no, it's, you know, it's just a sport. It's and separate from the the overall name no nah, i i don't see that matt and i only see that because i don't see that because it's it's just like call of duty they buy this thing every single freaking year it's madden they buy this every single year i was actually gonna uh, my i'm saying i'm saying i think that fifa is stupid for trying to tap into and and want to negotiate to get all of the microtransaction money because they have something more valuable no which well, we is... don't we don't know what negotiations happen behind the scenes but basically right. what knowing fifa's historic behavior which is greedy greedy and corrupt um i'm guessing they went to ea and said we want 50 percent of um, all of your microtransaction value. Um, and um, EA said 50% screw you guys. We just w- would give up the license then. Yeah. Um, this is public knowledge, I- I'm pretty sure. Um, you, I-, I might have it wrong, but I believe that EA had a deal with FIFA where they were paying $3 billion a year um, to, to obviously keep the brand, the FIFA brand, in, in the game. And... Um, Basically, FIFA wanted to renegotiate that deal, and the offer they put on the table was that EA paid them fifteen—I think it was fifteen billion a year—which is patently ridiculous. So, you know, that's a lot. Um, that's a yeah. lot of money. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how talks fell apart. Well, I think it'll be interesting to see if something like—I um, wonder if they will have the same. If I would be. I don't know if I would be selling as much on this if you said it was Madden. Because at least well, Madden exactly. is not... I mean, if another if another football game came out to compete with it... Um, Which I, we're getting, aren't we? I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say that there... 2K well, there was one, on the, one. Well... There was one on the PC, too, that they were trying to do. Well, anyway, I just think... Um, I think Madden would be more worrisome... In my books, than FIFA would be, because FIFA, FIFA's freaking international. It's like Madden the, is the, mainly the United States football plus because they actually kick places. kick balls they with actually, their feet well, more, than, more than throw them well, through the air forwards. I was gonna say you do kick a field goal. Yeah, but throw throw ball just doesn't have the same ring to it. No, um, <laughs> it's it's the most popular sport in the world, and I think the reason that the greedy bastards at FIFA. Um, wanted to renegotiate this deal is because they saw that they were missing out on the billions in terms of microtransactions from the mobile market by having an exclusive license with EA for EA to only produce games for them. That's why they went in with that, if if Liam is correct, 15 billion, um, because that's what they think that they might get by putting out the shilling out the license to mobile app developers um, across the world. And because they're a greedy, corrupt 
um, organization, they're probably more than happy to put out crap quality uh, mobile apps um, but in the hope that it will earn them billions in terms of revenue. Have I mentioned that FIFA are greedy and corrupt? I don't know if I've covered that just yet. Mm, I'm not sure. Can you repeat that one more time? Just kidding. FIFA are greedy and corrupt. <laughs> um, right. Next sweeping statement. Mitch, I'll come to you first. Gaming will never get over its image of immaturity, sexism, and being male-dominated. You said, you said never? Never. Uh, no, I'm I'm selling that piece of garbage. Um, it it is more is. No, it's hard to say. Um, from, from, okay, I could say it in this way. Um, sorry, it just has to do with my job. Um, for for from stepping into the games industry, I've seen a more diverse group of people have a passion for games than I do, in like columns and reddits and youtubes this industry is very diverse uh ranging from people from women to uh lgbtq individuals uh to like very nice guys (laughs) like just in general that really care about and and people who have disabilities as well um and so no, I that's a piece of garbage. Um, I think I think that perception, like any perception, can go away with time. And I think with the grow with the how our industry is growing in different ways, including, you know, in, like calling out the BS that is happening in the industry right now with how women are being treated at some studios, and all that kind of stuff you know, because we're having that or like games having accessibility features in them to include people who have disabilities. I think that is changing the industry as we know it right now in probably 10 years. I could see it change the demographic in general. So no, I don't buy that piece of garbage. I'm selling that. Liam. Um, would you mind repeating the the statement? Gaming will never get over its image of immaturity, sexism, and being male-dominated. Get over. Um, can I say that I half buy, half sell? No. Ah. We, well, this is the internet. We only deal in absolutes. Oh, yeah. Well, like, the internet the word, is like use Sith the word never. Use the word never, and I think that's the thing that makes me go... Uh, well, it's a bit more um, complicated than that, I think. I, I, I'd more sell than I would buy, so I'll, I'll say sell. I, I think um, I think things are definitely going to get better in the long run, and I certainly hope they do. Um, but I also think that one of the problems with everything being on the internet these days is you're always going to have a certain type of person that's always going to be a fucking dickhead online to... To black people <laughs> or all white people, um, women, um, disabled people. Unfortunately, um, I, I don't think really you can you can make the problem better. You, you can make it so there's less of these bastards, but um, I, I don't think the problem will ever fully go away. Sorry, um, Liam. I don't mean to correct you, but just so you know, you you, you want to term you want to terminologize it as people with disabilities. But by saying disabled people, you're saying that that they're 
they're disabled first before they're a person. So what we call person first language. Like we don't want to always label. Like well, we don't want to say that language person, is different in the UK, but yeah, um, it's like we don't want to say someone is uh, autistic because that's not defined them. They are a person who has autism. Okay, um, but basically, uh, basically, lost my trail of thought. Sorry, I just wanted to for for the world it's, out it, there to understand that think that's very important. That's and I have that argument with people here because um, someone corrected my work where I said people with disabilities and they said the right, the correct terminology is disabled persons. And I'm thinking yeah. what version of English is that? Yeah, no, that you, you don't, it's just like if I have cancer, I'm not defined by my cancer. Like I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the, the, the brain cancer per the brain cancer guy. I'm the person who has brain cancer. I don't have brain cancer, by the way. Just saying. No, and, and Matt, Matt isn't pregnant. Let's just cover <laughs> that as well. What, what, what is the purpose of persons? Is that just the language? Because well, it's just you know, because people with necessarily disability. it's pluralizing. That's all it is. Yeah, and all right. and also just at the time, um, people uh, people didn't um, consider people of autism or on the spectrum as actual like as an actual diagnosis d disease that people have they just considered that that's who they are and so that's why they have said like this person's autistic instead of just saying that person has autism or this person has um like a, a, a oh geez diabetes like it's, it's 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 a disease so we should just treat it the same as every other disease that we say when we talk about it and people talk about it differently because that's how they talked about it in the past but it's different we know more and what Liam what you were saying is um, people on the internet shouldn't be dickheads. Um, yeah. So, Matt. Oh, um, actually, I, I did remember the end of my point. Good um, job to interrupt yeah, sorry, after Matt. he so yeah. rudely did to you earlier. Here, have a cookie. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, basically, <laughs> I spilled my was, drink on my keyboard. <laughs> the, the point I was trying to make is that I, I think that there's a lot of people that... Um, that feed the trolls essentially, you know, like I, I think that's a big problem. And I think people, it doesn't make the behavior towards them. Right. But I think people need to learn to ignore these people. And I think they need to learn to have thicker skin when dealing with these people. Um, because I, I don't think the problem will get better by handling them that way. Unfortunately, the internet offers people impunity to do shitty things like without many, if any consequences. Um, uh, and that's just my perspective. No, I I get it totally. I think I think the. I think that's something that. I when when uh, when um, when Keith said the question, uh, I thought as if like, the overall what's the word I'm looking for that the um, overall consensus is that's what the type of people are in the industry, and I think that will change. Will there always be? those kinds of individuals that will feed that stigmatism. I mean, that stigma, yes. But the overall consensus, I think, will change. And that's why I say sell. Matt. Yeah, I'm selling. Um, I think because it's a really what we're talking about is a vocal minority. It's not really it's the it's the Simpsons mean with the two monkeys fighting. Right. I don't know. This <laughs> that, that's what. 
Um, so basically, it's a group of people that are standing around and they're cheering on the monkeys who are fighting. That's I think that's what it. That's really what we're talking about. It's it's not that the industry will never get over that. It's just that there's a there's a vocal minority that people like to they like to poke and cheer on those people sometimes. And as they get their uh, as they get caught for being the assholes they are and the bad people they are, um, they're slowly being held responsible and getting kicked out of our industry. And that's what's important. I think there's, two, there's for me there's two elements to this, and I'll, I'll except for Bobby Kotick, who got a golden parachute. Well, well, dependent on the sale going through because people are looking at it because they're unhappy with his golden parachute. Um, I hope even though I don't know what contra- I don't know what legal levers they have to to approve or not someone's personal contractual arrangement with the company who they work for and run, but. Let's wait and see. Um, it's America. <laughs> so where where this came from is I was I was scrolling through Instagram on our account um, a couple of days ago, and uh, the official Ubisoft um, Instagram account posted the thing saying, "If you had a real world real world cheat code, what would it be?" And there was lots of obvious stuff. Um, uh, so, like, uh, infinite money, god mode, um, flying, all, all the kind of th- things that you you might think of. But then there was some absolute odious shit. Um, so, uh, one one person, whether or not they were real or a bot, put in uh, Ubisoft make better games, which I thought was a, a, not a, not a quality jab at a company um but a jab nonetheless the person underneath put pussy magnet i thought <laughs> oh dear i don't think that that cheat code works the way they think it does <laughs> um and then scrolling down someone else put no women in video games and i thought oh dear well, um, if those two guys get together, then it's just going to be horrible. Those cheat codes will never work together. Yeah. <laughs> also, if those two get together and try to actually make or sell a game, no one's going to buy it. <laughs> well, they may even end up in court over it. Um, but it, yeah. it's, it was that kind of thing. So I see this in, in two different ways. You've got the internal, which I do believe the game industry Wait, uh, before is your trying. Are you buying or selling? Oh, I'm selling. Okay. Um, it's going to take time um, and it's going to take more um, women and people from minority backgrounds in positions of power within the game um, game development community and the financial sector of the games industry more broadly for it to happen as it will with wider society. I see there's that the internal bit in terms of the industry will get better more quickly than the external bit which will include these fuckwits who think they can go on social media and um come out stupid statements like i don't want women in my video games so there's i don't so i'm i'm selling on the basis that the industry will sort itself out at some point or be commanded to by some kind of legal process or scandal that's that may or may not come out more so than what's happened with abk um, 
because they got away with that and just paid $18 million, which is less than Bobby Kotick's salary for a quarter. Um, Jesus. But I don't think it will get ever get over um, the external level of idiocy because there's always going to be idiots. Do you think he just Scrooge McDuck's it? Or does he actually... Like, well, if it was all paper, because you couldn't dive through coins, could you? That would just hurt too much. You just land flat and splat, and that would hurt so badly. I, I feel like enough paper, it would it would hurt too. Yeah, well, could, could you imagine you diving into all that paper and the paper cuts trying to get out? <laughs> Not to mention how um, dirty it would be, unless it was freshly printed. Oh, well, well, oh, oh he gets it freshly printed. Yeah, <laughs> straight straight from the US mint. Um, Doesn't quite work for such a dirty man. <laughs> It's, Either it's, that, or he just he just lines his suit with actual money. <laughs> you know what? There's it always is, money already in the banana stand. It's always money in the banana stand. It's oh, always no. money in the banana stand. <laughs> I put money in the lining of the banana stand. I burned it, Dad. I burned it down. Yeah, it'd be right. a shame I'm, if it went up. I'm going oh, to Thank you for that. This one. this one I this one I I think uh, will will cause some difficulties in people comprehending it. But I've I've thrown it in purposefully. The UK so. games market is unimportant to the games industry. Ooh. Matt, are you buying or selling? Um, that's a tough one. Because you got to think about like percentage of sales and things like that. I'm selling that statement. I think that it is important. I, th I think. Uh, what, was, what was the statement again? The UK games. Well, I'll change it slightly. The UK games industry is unimportant to the games industry globally. It's unimportant. No, I'm I'm selling that statement because um, Rockstar. There's a few developers that. Are doing stuff up there? Isn't uh, Sony Liverpool still there? Yeah, I think. no, no, they're, they're fire sprite now. Essentially, oh, all right. Sony, they 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 destroyed Liverpool and then rebought all of the people that formed the new studio. So great, Sony. <laughs> um, also, there's um, uh, Romero, the guy that did uh, Daikatana. His studio is in Ireland. Mm. which is a different country um, is it Northern well, Ireland or? yeah I was going to say I don't know if it's Northern Ireland or Ireland yeah um, I would assume it's Ireland because they give tax breaks um, and mm. on top of you know what I'm actually buying yeah the UK is yeah it's <laughs> fuck the UK it's not a um, <laughs> well, right Liam because it looks like Mitch is doing research alright th th this is a answer. difficult one I already got my um, because in, 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 in the uh, sales numbers that are made in this country, you know, uh, that side of the industry, I guess, is, definitely isn't necessary. Uh, but the amount of studios from the UK that have had some... Uh, people might know, not know this, but, but we have an absolute shit ton of um, support studios that actually work on some of the biggest titles around the world. Um, so there's a lot of support developers over here. Um, but then there's also studios like Rockstar... Um, Rocksteady, 
Um, there is uh, Creative Assembly. Hello Games. Yeah, Hello Games. Playground Games, which is gaining a load of prominence. Um, uh, so what, what was the question exactly? Um, if you could say it one more time. Just the the UK games industry is unimportant to the games industry globally. Okay. Right. Globally. It, it's, it's, it's not unimportant, I, I wouldn't say. So I'll, I'll uh, sell that statement because it is important. If, if it was to say that it wasn't necessary, then, then maybe it isn't. If, if the British games industry was to just disappear, the games industry would be fine. A lot of people be upset, but it'd be fine. But but it is important. Like there's a lot of great history there. A lot of excellent studios that no longer exist. Um, so I I do think the British games industry certainly has a legacy, and and will definitely have a even bigger legacy going forwards. Mitch, I am buying your statement. Um, Boo. No, I look scum, scum, I, scum, now, scum. As I'm, as I, uh, as I should do, because, because I know who you are, McWomble. I looked up the definition of unimportant just to make sure I'm following the definition to the T, which is lacking, just lacking importance or significance. Doesn't mean it's insignificant. It's just lacking it. And so in that case, I will say that because if you look at the world gaming market, the top 10 markets, the UK is on the top 10 market, uh, but the UK is lacking dramatically comparative to all the top three. The top three right now is China with $49 billion. The US is 30 billion. Japan is 18 billion. And then there's a group of three, which is South Korea with 6.2 the UK with 6.1 and India with 5.2. Now, if you look at their projected revenues potentially in up to 2025, so this is as of 2021. Now, going to 2025, the projections, China is about is is projected to jump up a whopping like 30 billion dollars. So it would be worth 71.2. The US behind it will be worth 42. And Japan would be worth 28. And then again, South Korea, UK, and India kind of all stay stay the same with only going up by about $2 billion. So in regards to like being significant to the market, I don't know. And then if also you got to look at it as India. Yes, India is also a, a, a much poorer uh, uh, country in regards to uh, More billionaires per head of population than the UK. Yes, but... Um, but there is a huge population there. So I could see eventually when, if and if it, if and or when India does able to get its, you know, its country in a stabler market space, like they could easily shoot up to like one of the top because of just the, the, the vast of the population there. But anyway, what I'm just basically just trying to say is it is, it's, yes, are they, are they significant a little but they're lacking significance due to its its competitors right now with the china us and japan like over jumping it by over 20 billion dollars it's just yeah what, what okay i'll let you guys in on where this came from so I, there was the um bafta gaming awards um no, a couple of days ago 
and um, Returnal smashed it. Um, and but Playground Games won best British game, and I, I jokingly put on our Discord best British game. Who gives a shit? Nah. Um, <laughs> um, Which is true. It's not like the Game Awards do its best American game. Like what the f? Yeah, um, well, the BAFTAs is a celebration of British. They do it for every award. Yeah, so it it started me thinking, and then it made me think of a question that I got onto Pacta Factor. I think it was a year and a half or so ago. I was talking about the UK games industry. Well, because you always get questions on Pacta. I haven't had one in months. Um, I've emailed Shane. He's ignoring my emails. The fantasy league thing. Um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, I don't. I don't so much as get a retweet um, of anything anymore. I, I personally feel affronted. Um, but it, it made me think about Pacta's response, which is um, the UK market is a rounding error. And if you if you take if you take that as a globe as the, the the share of the global market, yes, it is. But if you were a business owner and you missed out on six billion pounds and viewed that as a rounding error, if I was the CEO of that company and someone said, oh, we've just wiped six billion off of market values, like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. <laughs> um, so from one perspective, yes, it is a small player. But if you look at that list... Um, the UK is in the top 10. The UK only has a population size of 63 million people. So that's a significant spend per head of population. That's more, as I did a bit of research as well. Um, that <laughs> you is didn't give me enough time more, to do more research to come with a better cozy answer. Because that's, that's the like, whole point. That's the whole point. I need to keep you guys on your toes. Um, so it's pretty much on par with Germany. But uh, looking at their spend, which is about five, their their contribution to the gaming market is about five billion euros, so about six billion pounds. So it's about on par. Uh, it's two. Point, Germany, it's two point seven, according to this one I'm looking uh, at. Germany is listed at two point seven billion dollars. Russia, France, was, that, Russia, France, and Germany are after the India, UK, and South Korea with two point seven billion, and Mexico at two point three. What year? This is as oh. of June 2021. Okay, so I don't. I can't remember where I saw the figure, but it could. Are you looking at dollars? No, this is in pounds. Okay. Oh, sorry, um, in billion US dollars. Thank you. Yep. USD. So that would be. What would that be in euros? I can't do that conversion in my head. Anyway, the Burger. the website I saw conversions. <laughs> you do Celsius. The website I saw. Give us pounds. The website I saw listed um, Germany is about five billion euros for the estimated revenue for twenty twenty two. Click, 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 click. Actually, it's about ninety. Uh, one U.S. dollar is worth uh, 0.92 euro, well, so well, it's it's well, almost yeah. That would work out, yeah. It's almost one to one. Oh, okay. So, um, so if you're why it, it's the it's the equivalent of cutting off your nose to spite your face. Um, so you've got more revenue than any other European country, even though some of those European countries have much bigger economies than we do, despite what the Conservative government is telling its its populace. Um, and it's bigger spend per head of population on gaming. Um, then there's the other factors that Liam and Matt are alluding to. We've, we've got world-renowned game studios here. So yeah. if, if the UK games industry just disappeared, that means 
Rockstar North goes. That means Hello Games goes. All the support studios, Playground Games, no, no, no more Forza Horizon gone. All um, games, all sorts. And and um, what I would expect from some, if we were a popular Twitch streamer, someone say, and they just move country. Um, no, because you need to think about the wider economics of this. Our, the UK government currently pays um, tax relief to companies who are in high-tech industry, of which gaming is one. So technically, Liam and I pay Rockstar Games to be Rockstar Games, even though they've got the, the world's highest grossing video game ever. Liam and I are paying them money. Um, uh, the Activision head office is listed in the UK, so they don't have to pay tax in the US. You know what, Keith? Uh, I can buy your active. Uh, sorry, buy your Rockstar sh Shock cards and just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and s what? Send the codes to Michael. I thought that was going <laughs> somewhere entirely different. Well, I mean, buy <laughs> <laughs> your Rockstar shares. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> So there's there's more behind there's more behind the scenes that I think is it, than just people buying software and hardware, yeah. and that's that's where I think a sweeping statement like the UK market is a rounding error is a is an off the cuff thing. And yeah, I know it's off the cuff and it was a bit in jest, but I wanted to bring it up here because um, I'm a vindictive bastard who dwells on things. Now, just, stating, else would now I just stating it's lacking importance, not necessarily not important. So using you your... So, much. <laughs> huh? so far, everyone's, everyone's agreed with you. Are you now willing to change your position? He hasn't played up GTA. You all agree with me. <laughs> you can't compel me to do anything know, anymore. I'm you not, spent that I'm power. Not, I'm not. I'm not going to use my power. Um, but no, I'm you, not changing you my mind. Make me go against my own country. That would be cool. no. I am change. I am. Uh, I am not changing my mind just because of the word unimportant is lack of, and not doesn't mean it isn't. And because of the yeah, lack of word, I'm able to. I. I think I am. I'm right. So I'm going to stay there. Okay, good for you. But what I would say is that no one talks about... So the the other thing is the American games industry that has, has really enjoyed conversion rates for many, many years because the pound to the dollar conversion rate has been really good for a long period of time. Um, much better than the euro, much better than the yen. Um, so... Uh, again, there's a there's another string to that bow of yes, it in a global sense, its level of importance is less, but it shouldn't necessarily mean that it should be viewed as irrelevant. Not, but, not to mention as well, Keith. Again, uh, they've, they've, they've I know. I'm just using. I say they've also been bank off of us from our conversion rates, you know, because now they're oh, yeah, charging I mean. it's, it's... 70 pounds per game, which uh, is a... It's $84. Dollars. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's $90. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money. Well, I think um, 
I think, I think Keith, you should have maybe changed your question. That's unfortunate that you. Well, no, that. I, sh I, I specifically said... worded it in that way. Oh, okay. It, um, I purposefully worded it in that way um, in order to have this kind of conversation. Um, last one. Oh, we're already down to the last one. Yeah. No bonus. No bonus fun. ones. No bonus. Um, okay. okay. If you want a bonus one, then let's let's finish off where we started. Matt, yes. only indie games can be truly creative. I'm buying that statement because you're not beholden to shareholders. You don't have to worry about trying to corner uh, any specific markets or anything like that. You can just make something that's unique and if it catches on it catches on it didn't cost you a whole lot you know he used the word only yeah oh okay most triple a stuff is just derivative it's not um it's not creative at all what was the last like last seriously creative triple a game that you guys ever saw Elden Ring Titanfall 2 <laughs> Elden Ring's not I mean it's it's on the back I, I... of Demon Souls, Dark Souls. Very creative. The Legend of Zelda breathing in the wilderness. Yeah, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's that creative at all. It does those things in a very, uh, in a very good way, but it, I don't think it's, the last it's, not, it's not that creative. Yeah, I agree with that too. Right, Liam. Yeah, sorry, Matt, I, I disagree with you on that one. I think there are loads of creative games in in the uh, in in the AAA games. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm hoping Liam isn't bringing up Chocobo Racing. <laughs> no, <laughs> why would I bring that? Up? I don't know. Okay, maybe you were going Chocobo to use that as an example DP. of Square um, Enix trying to be innovative. Um. I'm not sure about Square Enix having been innovative for quite some time, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I think um, honestly, I, I'm just going to put that out there. I, I think I think Sony's first-party games are a glowing example of of taking risks with AA development. A lot of people find them to be quite boring, you know, and uninteresting because they all amount to third-person shooters. Uh, but I think they're missing the point. Um, a lot of the things and the risks and, and, and the things that they do with their games. Um, like, for instance, The Last of Us Part 2, a lot of people just don't like it because it's just not a very enjoyable game. Um, no, I don't mean in terms of gameplay, I just mean in terms of experience because it's, it's a very dark and, and depressing world to live in. Um, but, but I think narratively, it shows what games can do uh, from a narrative perspective, that that movies just can't achieve, television shows just can't achieve, and and uh, quite frankly, books can't achieve. I've I've always loved the idea of of storytelling um, in video games uh, evolving to be more like storytelling in a book. Um, but but I think it's starting to move past that in in a lot of ways. Um, and and I think there are loads of other examples of of AAA development doing things that a simple indie game just can't do with all of the extra money that's allotted to them. Um, and and I, I would say, just, just before I finish, um, that, yeah, I think the indie, indie game scene is valuable because you can do a lot more risky things. You know, you, you can be a lot more creative. 
But I don't think it means that AA games can't be creative. And and honestly, like the indie game market is also good in the way that because they try new ideas, it, it sort of helps um, the AA. <laughs> I should just say AAA. The AAA game space. No, because uh, if you say AAA, I'll have to say triple A. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it makes those games. Um, it makes it far less of a risk to make certain decisions in those games. Have you just torpedoed your own argument? Well, no, because the the question was, um, if you could repeat it, but it was far more absolute than than saying that um, AAA games have no have n- no creativity, and, and they do have creativity. No, so the, the, the sweeping statement is only indie games can be truly creative. Truly, hmm. So, no, I, I don't agree with that either, to be honest. Um, Mitch should be Googling both those words. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so where, where, the reason I ask you the question is you say the creativity in the, in the um, indie space influences the AAA space. It does, yeah. So Not why isn't, the, the, therefore the question back to you would be why isn't the AAA space being as creative as the indie space? Um because, um, well, from the perspective of the AAA space, I, I think they're far less creative because of like exactly what Matt said, which is uh, them having to uh, basically cater to a wider audience, taking less risks, just with the perspective of wanting to sell more copies. Um, but, but I don't think that means that they don't take creative risks. And I, I don't think that means that just, you know, because when, when a company's owned uh, by a bigger conglomerate, um, a lot of the time they buy them for the talent that's already at the studio. They want them to take risks on their behalf because they trust the team that's already there to uh, make so- the next breakthrough, you know, which is like when taking... Un- board- unless they leave them alone to mismanage themselves. Isn't that right, Mitch? It happens a lot, um, but not all the time. It seems to happen a lot at Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with another news story that just came out about it too, you know. Right, <laughs> Mitch. Uh, I am. I'm selling that. That is that is unequivocally not true at all. Um, is the is the indie space more creative than the AAA space? Triple I space. Absolutely, I will not disagree with that. But just because it does not mean that AAA games cannot be like uh, forward creative. Um, you know, I can't. Say, well, what I, can't, what I would I say is that there's, I just know there's I, a massive sense of subjectivity in what in the sweeping statement. Well, so I just only truly and creative are all subjective. So I know, but I to be true to be truthful, like you know, Sony lets its studios do what it wants. Like it doesn't. It does not. It does not make people cater to whatever like people are going to like or don't like they let them do what they want they help them bring out their creativity so they can create amazing products that's what they do that's why they've been so successful so like to say that uh yes something like ea is going to hamper creativity uh activision blizzard is going to hamper creativity um, but Obsidian's probably not going to do that. You know, there are studios that are allowed for creativity to flourish and allowed to take risks. 
and that is in the AAA space. Um, there's not a lot of them, but there are some. And so that's where I would say only to say that only um, uh, to say that only uh, indie games can be that is a, bl- a blanket false. Um, blanket false farce is what I'll say. Um, but but I do um, think but I think what also limits indie games too is something in my brain is they may be they can be creative, but they are also very limited on what they can do depending on their budget. And so this there is are what some, I was going some, to. There are some risks that they just cannot take because they financially cannot afford it. And that's where the AAA space can come in and be able to take the risk there. Not every studio can, but some can. And in doing that, then they can be creative in that way that the indie studio could never imagine. Well, what I was going to say is there's, there's two things here, which is what, what do... So the question back to me is, what do you, Keith, what do you mean by creativity? Um, because creativity can mean... Um, the idea, so the imagination of the people working on the IP, whatever that might be, it might also mean their technical ability to deliver against it. Mm. So that's where the what you were saying, Mitch, is absolutely right, because you might have someone who's got a creative aspiration of, um, I don't know, say some bloke in Guildford called Sean, um, which, <laughs> whose technical ability to deliver against it doesn't actually match um, until, what was it, two years later? Um, I mean, we can, have, we can have that discussion, I guess. I think it did deliver. I think people's expectations were... Uh, no, he blatantly I've, lied. Yeah, that that game lied about lied. all the stuff within it. Well, um, it's still it's still a really creative game. But that's not what that's not what we're saying. We don't disagree that it's not a creative game. We disagree that he lied, and oversold. <laughs> and when you said and when you say oh people's expectations, he set the expectation. He lied to people. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I that's bought it. That's the difference. I bought it. I bought it week one. My expectations were met. Because you got I, to see I, reviews I, I, on week one a, and see that he was a liar. So <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have an active uh, like, like, like just insight into Sean Murray's Twitter page. Going, oh, what's he going to say about the game next? <laughs> <laughs> what bullshit is he going to say next? Who's the dude that did uh, Black and White? Peter Molyneux. Yeah, yeah it, it, wonderful right. British game. So, <laughs> right. So put Peter Molyneux and Sean Murray in the same room. Milo, <laughs> and Milo, I think, my uh, ass. If you, put, Pete, if you put Sean, oh, guess, guess, guess what he worked for? Guess who he worked for? He worked for Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Jim Ryan's never come out with a two-faced statement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you put uh, Peter Molyneux and Sean Murray in the same room and lock the door, they'll never get that a game room done. would fill up with bullshit very quickly. <laughs> bullshit and they'll never get a game done he'll be like i want milo integrated into every piece of this game oh my god and then throw chris roberts in there and suddenly they have a lot of money to do a lot of nothing with um you might so, as well throw uh what's his face <laughs> from uh bioshock who's what's his name kev levine you might kev as well levine. Throw, throw him in there too <laughs> right 
Are, are we done, or would you like one more? One more. One more. One more. Yeah, one more. more. One right, more. Matt. The video games industry will perform absolutely fine without first-person shooters. Ooh. Um... Can you define perform fine? In terms of monetary... Um, in, well, in terms of income, um, numbers of studios. Yeah, I'm selling that statement. I think, as much as I hate to admit it, I think that the, the industry survives on a lot of first-person shooters and first-person shooter derivative games. I think a lot of the stuff... stifling creativity that we were just talking about. Well, I think there's a lot that you can do from a uh, first-person perspective. I think um, uh, it's just so familiar to people, too. Yeah. That was a, thank you for that in-depth argument to justify your statement. Um, <laughs> I, I, lo I love those from you. Thank you very much. Um, you're, you're glowing, by the way. I know, uh, still. Is it Liam... Do people need their shooty bang bang, or does shooty um, bang gang bang bang go shooty bye bye? I'll have to sell that statement um, because I, I was thinking about this just from the perspective of uh, getting rid of Call of Duty, um, and I thought, well, yeah, if Call of Duty was to disappear tomorrow, it'd be like a big blow to the industry. I mean, look how the market's reacting to the missing a year, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> Um, but then I thought, well, if Call of Duty did disappear, the market would react and people would come up with a load of, of uh, competitors to Call of Duty and you know maybe Battlefield would finally get shit together. <laughs> and other games would probably crop up. Well, in this scenario, way. Battlefield wouldn't exist either and yeah, we definitely uh, wouldn't that, get that, a that, Titanfall 3. That's, that, that's the point I was getting at, is because if you were to get rid of all first-person shooters, that, that leaves a huge in the market because I, I used to know people that would never touch anything unless it was in the first person shooter in fact some some people are just you know when call of duty sort of pivoted to the future some people are like oh i fucking hate it no oh, i need something realistic you can put me in the soldier's shoes i need to have like two grenades for some reason boots you know, on the ground and, and, yeah exactly boots on the ground and you know boring as fuck quite frankly um, <laughs> um but yeah, I, I do think the market would suffer if, if first-person shooters were to just go away. And I enjoy first-person shooters, and I would miss them. I, it would mean I stop playing Apex Legends and actually yeah. play other games. It basically gets rid of the whole Battle Royale scene. Oh, actually, Fortnite isn't first-person. Almost. Nope. <laughs> Mitch? I'm going to buy that, sir. I'm going to buy that and take that and cuddle it and hold it forever because this is what it is, gentlemen. Like, yes, would there be a whole gap in the market? Yes. But it doesn't mean those people might go somewhere else. People buy FIFA every single freaking year. We talked about this already. People buy, like, consoles for maybe, like, a sports game. Now, some people do buy a console for Call of Duty. I'm really curious on what percentage actually does it just for only Call of Duty. Um and I think if there if it was gone, I think the market would be filled with something else um, that that people would still be worthwhile to go play. Um, you like you can see it now with the adaptation of like these game franchises are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and people are expanding their games, their game libraries more and more and more. Like hell, like um, uh, the, the Elden Ring 
proclaimed game of the year already when we haven't even finished the year yet. Um, Elden Ring has... It was game of the year last year when it was announced. Let's, let's just face it. Sorry. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's... My game of the year so far. Anyway, that... Um, like that thing has sold more copies than any other in any other in the series, so that means it, it brought in a new audience. And I think all these franchises have are bringing in more audience because the numbers keep going up on sales. So I think if you took care, if you took out the first person shooter market, it would be replaced with something else that or or people would go to a different market to be able to play their games. I don't. I think that the game the the plane of video games, people love it. People enjoy it. I mean, that's why we talk about this crap, and that's why I, I do it for a living. Um, and so... But, well, we don't know what you do for a living because you can't tell us. No, I can't say anything. Sorry. No. So yeah. you go to a building in which you can't tell us what happens there, who's in there. Um, <laughs> so all we, all we know is you go to a building and there's Red Bull. Yes. <laughs> I get free Red Bull. That's yeah. all I can say. <laughs> that's all we... <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Anyway. Um, is it, are you just shoplifting? No, <laughs> I, I walk down to the local. I, look, I walk down to the local news agent, and I steal Red Bull. That, that's that could be your career from now on, as far as we know. Well, anyway, um, um, but anyway, I, I thanks think, non-disclosure agreements. But I think, um, but I think, in 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 just in perspective, I think the market would fail. So I look at it uh, also in terms of a historical context, and so that partially informs uh my opinion on it because if wolfenstein 3d hadn't come out i don't think that we would have uh elder scrolls because we, ne- we would have never had ultima underworld um we probably wouldn't have um games like dishonored because there would have been you know no deus ex and things like that that's so okay if we didn't have I think- dishonored Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I'm sorry. What did I'm I sorry. Say Never that mind. That was, it's made what, by Bethesda, my favorite studio of all time. Never mind. I'm sorry. I take that back. Right. I'd argue that is is that is that was Deus Ex purely a first-person shooter, or was it the first expansion of the? No, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah. But I, but without I also, having Wolfenstein 3D, you wouldn't have all those well, other but, games. But here's, also, the thing, here's, here's the thing. That's not his question, though. His question was yeah. that they would do with could they survive could without? They without? That means like if we got rid of it today. That's what I imagine. Mm-hmm. His question is more realizing of not exactly. did, not did we get if we got rid of it 20 years ago. Um, it's if we got rid of it today, would it survive? Would the, would it would it be a whatever? I don't even remember what the rest of the question was. But anyway. I, I like if we did it today, things would be fine. Bit, um, I agree uh, with you more. Me, if um, it was a historical context, absolutely, Burkoff, I'd be more on your side for this one. But it's not a historical context. It's if today we got rid of first-person shooters, we banned them from the world, and, and everyone just I, forgot I, they existed, it would be a okay. So, so uh, the, the scenario is like I, I go and get my old disc of Modern Warfare Two out, put it into my old PlayStation, and, and it just comes up access denied. I can't play it. <laughs> well, no, it says DR. Yeah, it would be like, really funny. Yeah, yeah, um, it, yeah. It, it, it would be like this um, game. <laughs> Mission Impossible, where your disc self destructs. Um, I see a class action out of that. Mm. Well, no, that, that's. Well, yeah, probably, but who cares? <laughs> um, and I'm not just—I'm not just coming up with this scenario because I'm bad at Warzone, um, or I lost a bet. You're fine at Warzone. Don't put yourself down like that. That's not what my kill death ratio says. 
Um, well, fuck the death um, that was it from me. Has anyone through this process? I did have one more, but um, it's go for it. Go for it. Let's just get it. Let's get it. <laughs> I want them all. Okay. Well, last last one. Strap yourselves in. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Sony doesn't need games as a service. Easy. Easy. Uh, Liam, let's start with you. Okay, I, I'm going to say um, I, I'm I'm going to sell that. Um, I think really? they do, I think they do need games as a service, and I, I think they need to broaden what they put out um, because. What they've done for the last few years has worked very well for them, but th th there are no guarantees that it will continue to work for the next 20 years. I, I suppose, Pete, there's a very negative connotation with games as a service. Because of... most of them have been shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but when you do them right, they make an absolute metric ton of money. You know, that that's money that you can reinvest in loads of other things. It's it's uh, if I was running the company, I would definitely want to invest in games as a service. You know whether they do it right is a completely different question. So whose um, whose model would you like them to follow? Um, well, I don't think the perfect model yet exists. If we're being honest, there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. So but what I, would I, you view as the perfect model? I, I would view a very good model as something like Warframe or Dauntless, maybe. Um. Fortnite is even Fortnite has a pretty good model, but but also, you know, if you're going to create a game with a model similar to Fortnite, you also need to recognise that charging the amount of money that Fortnite charges for costume packs and and bullshit just isn't going to be equitable in a different game if it hasn't amassed the same level of popularity. And I think a lot of game studios don't recognise that, you know, because they put out their game, give you some half-baked costumes that don't have like the branding that Fortnite does. You know, they don't have access to the IPs that Fortnite puts in their game. And then they think these are going to sell buttloads because, um, you know, it's, it's just stupid, you know, and, and those people don't think about that. And, and honestly, that is another problem Sony could run into doing it. But, but I don't think it's a bad idea doing it. There's a lot of things that could go wrong, but I think they're smart to want to invest down that road, and, and I also hope they invest down a lot of other places. They they need first person shooters, for instance. <laughs> I, I I think uh, that's a missing gap on their platform. They don't have any first person shooters at the minute. Well, they do now. They got Bungie. Yeah, that's true. But even still, they're not exclusive to their platform, are they? No. Which, which is a good thing. But but I think they they need more first person shooters as well. Right, Mitch. Um. Can you can you repeat the the full question so I know what I'm, if I'm buying? Sony doesn't need games as a service. Buy. And this the word is need. They don't need it. Is it great to have? Sure. But look at it. Look at Spider Man. Spider Man sold what almost twenty million copies by itself. Like they can they can be just fine without going into games as a service. So then the word need is what makes me say I'm I'm buying it because 
They don't. They, every 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 time they release a first party platform, except for when it's like a Gran Turismo or a special like that kind of specialty type game. Um, Returnal at seventy quid. Right. But anyways, uh, when they when they put those out, <laughs> people buy them at the masses. They don't. They don't need it. They don't need it. Would it be great? Sure, but they don't need it. Matt. Yeah, I agree. I think the 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 cachet with Sony is that um, the, that they don't do that, um, or it's not a big part of uh, what they do. It's the single player games, the the big you know experiences. That's what you that's what you buy when you buy a Sony game. I don't. Yeah, they don't they don't need the games as a service. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do do with Bungie though. Um, if, or what Bungie has on uh, what they're going to you know, do in the future. Well, I think Bungie will carry on doing a Bungie. They'll just work yeah. with other studios behind the scenes to say, this is how we, this is how we do our netcode. This is how regularly we plan ahead for the additional content. Because that's where, if you look at 343, they're floundering. Mm-hmm. Try saying that three times fast. Um, because of the the gap between the launch of Halo Infinite's multiplayer and the gap between the release of new content. Um, yeah, they still, don't they, have, they still don't even have co-op. Yeah, the, I was specifically thinking about the the gas model. This is why why for the love of God did you not have a plan to release a new map or a new mode for the multiplayer when you launched that ahead of the so it does make me worry about how badly that entire project was managed. Because um, if you're building that as a game as a service from the outset, that's the third Microsoft Studio we talked about. That was bad management. Just saying. Um, I think overall, from the last hour and a half, I think Mitch has played the game best in terms of picking apart my linguistic. Um, approach Um, that's one thing you get on this show when it comes to your games keith i'm the one that actually plays the game how it's (laughs) meant to be flipping played um so do do sony need games as a service absolutely not um one thing that i did think about because liam mentioned warframe um, I, I don't know if this this is going to get on um, the latest round of Pacta Factor because I asked the question about is, is Bezzy um, Bobby Kotick um, so that may get on there or not because um, Shane hates me <laughs> um, <laughs> I just made myself <laughs> laugh uh, um, it, would it make sense for Sony to buy um Oh, God, I've forgotten the name of the studio who makes Warframe. Um, Digital Extremes. Digital Extremes. Well, I mean, you should mention that, Keith. They did try to buy them. Um, Of course they did, didn't they? Yeah, Yeah, they tried to buy Leu, who's the company that owns Digital Extremes, but uh, Tencent got in there first. No, no, NetEase got in there first, I think. Yeah, it was NetEase. They outlived them. (laughs) Which I... There was a recent news story about Netties. Everybody's like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" Whatever. Um, they're actually uh, evil, yeah, think... monolithic, 
um, global consortium. Well, a lot of people uh, think of them in terms of mobile games, but I think you'll probably hear that name more uh, in the future, for sure. Yeah, so there's, there's no chance of anyone buying them now because they would have to pay so much over the odds. Um, but it, it would have made sense at the time if they could have bought that studio um, because Digital Extremes went through a hell when they first launched Warframe because it was so grindy. And what they've done since um, follows the kind of Hello Games type model of um, we haven't delivered, but we're really... They, they've done an absolutely brilliant job of giving more and more than what people expected to get from their promises of saying we're we're working on the game yeah, and I mean, we want he, to make it less grindy. line to people's faces. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> pretty much everything he promised is in the game now. So. Well, except for multiplayer the ability to land oh, on the same planet. No, no, multiplayer's been, yeah, it's oh, been yes. there for like three updates now. Well, who cares? <laughs> I, I, the, if, you, if anyone is still playing that game, good for you. Keith, will you be able to I grief other play. players? Will I be able to grief other players? Um, <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember that uh, question to Sean Murray? That was that was one of the big ones that. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't know. You might be able to. Oh, greet. I thought you said grief. I was like... Oh, no. no, grief. Yeah, that was the question. Yeah, Will you be able to grief other players before oh. uh, No Man's Sky was released? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Build a what? Star and laser a giant penis into their planet. <laughs> well, <laughs> that might be... That's, that's one version of Lawnmower Simulator I hadn't thought of. Um... What I, what I would say is, for whatever games as a service Sony does come up with, I, I hope it. Have, I hope they learn the lessons that have been evident from other people's failures, particularly Square Enix, because Square Enix yes. is shit. Yes. And on that note, we're out. <laughs> Square Enix have got quite a bit until, until we know what Forspoken is Square Enix have released some of the worst games this year yeah um, well just in terms of games as a service Outriders and Avengers are fucking horrible <laughs>